0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Bantam Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Bantam membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community, and you'll get access to all our premium articles and Locked Archive. We will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9 of the Bountered Roundtable podcast. Um, guys, how are you this morning? I think we're all a bit um, flustered, <laughs> tired, <laughs> yeah. are we? Yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. it's been a week it's been a week yeah
1: it's been
2: a week. we're all ready for a vacation we're all ready for a break
0: yeah uh i'm just calling it now that this is going to be the last episode of the banter roundtable podcast for the year um oh, thank god I, I was glad you added the for the year part at the end there it's <laughs> like already that's and it we're uh, yeah. done no, we done I, Damn. nine and we're done no no no, no, no. i i want to get a good run yeah <laughs> i think we just need to like everybody needs a bit of a break yeah um you know uh, so um and yeah i'm not really a fan of slogging out like going you know co- content const- constantly because if you people don't have breaks you know people don't think clearly and we're going to just talk nonsense and uh, write nonsense so i think a uh, break time soon um but anyway so exciting this is the last uh, this is the last episode of 2021 um it's not been the best year. It's not as bad as 2020, right? right? Oh How yeah, it be? right, right, yeah.
2: But that's a <laughs> that's, that's a really low bar.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd give 2020 an E, and I'd give um 2021 like a like a like a D. No, <laughs> maybe a C. Something like Let's that. Go with
2: a C, c- with minus. C minus. Yeah. C minus.
0: <laughs> a, a C minus. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: the the years are not over yet. We still got two weeks, so
0: yeah. Don't remind me. Um, (laughs) What what walking right? I mean, it's like the Omicron thing happening. It's like, come on, God, please. This I do not want to have a repeat of last Christmas. You know, like uh, last Christmas, I was in in the UK. We we sought refuge in the UK. We were so desperate for childcare that we 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 fled um the us and uh went on the went over to the uk basically for childcare purposes only um it was pretty scary flying during the midst, middle of the pandemic and then arriving yeah. in london where the pandemic was surging even more that's how desperate we were for childcare. um yeah. we, we 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 flew to england where we couldn't actually see anybody everybody <laughs> we saw was like out so we'd go for walks like in freezing cold temperatures every day for like two months yeah um, that was in july in London, <laughs> listen. Childcare I went, it's Refugees. Yeah, I mean, it's not that bad in the UK. Um, <laughs> but but no. So I mean, this year I'm hoping it's like you know. Can we see people? I'm hoping that we you know we're not on a lockdown or anything crazy like that. But um, yeah. Well, anyway, look. Well, let's um. We'll get the party started. Um, so we're going to kick off the the show today with our uh, powerful segment. Uh, both sides are just the same. <laughs> both are just the same so we've got some good examples for you for you all today uh justin i think you can go first on this one um who is your okay. candidate this week for both sides are just the same all
1: right um i got tucker carlson so uh tucker carlson spent part of last night's white power hour complaining about people meaning people outside of the maga death cult Still talking about the pandemic killing over a thousand people a day and it's getting worse again. Uh, so he was complaining that we're boring and boorish for still talking about it. Um, he actually compared it to prostate cancer, saying, and I quote, yes, COVID has killed a lot of people. So is prostate cancer. Imagine telling people about your prostate cancer every day for the next two years. Um Republicans do this a lot. They've been comparing a highly contagious and lethal lethal virus to things that are not contagious. Uh, They've compared COVID to car crashes, heart attacks, diabetes, right, and a bunch of other stuff. And they always keep skipping over the part where you can't infect someone with your diabetes or give someone else your heart attack. And at first blush, this would seem to go against their strategy of hyping up the continued presence of covid as a Biden fail, but it's not. They want their audience to stop talking about COVID so they'll quietly keep spreading it. Uh, Pretending COVID isn't still rampaging through unvaccinated communities is how you keep spreading it as quickly as possible. And that's exactly what Tucker Carlson is telling his audience to do in order to maximize the death count. Uh, The rights are straight up death cult and anyone saying both sides are the same can pretty much eat a bag of dicks at this point. They're insane. They're trying to kill as many people as possible because it's part of their midterm
0: strategy. Yeah, I mean, look, the fact that th- this guy is supposedly a kind of heavyweight intellectual, right? This is this the Tucker Carlson passes as sort of the rights you know, or MAGA kind of cheerleader, intellectual cheerleader, right? Very yeah, serious. He's their smart guy. He's the smart guy. I mean, hmm. and where he's saying things that are so obviously stupid, comparing it to to cancer, right? I mean, the very fact that it's not that cancer—you can't catch cancer from someone else—is, I mean, there's a glaring hole in this analogy. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, yeah, yeah, thought... no,
1: absolutely. I mean, I get what he's—I get what he's saying, but it doesn't make any sense at all. The whole point is, mean, at people... least, have a good analogy. Right. The reason people are still talking about COVID is because it's still actively spreading and killing people. And that's what he doesn't want people talking about because he's a monster. And, you know, he just wants people to stop talking about it unless it's in the context of, boy, that Joe Biden said he was going to get rid of COVID and he hasn't.
0: Right. And and, I mean, and I think also the, the main the point here is that as bad as, you know, look, I don't watch CNN. I haven't watched CNN for years. And CNN is is in many ways really fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah but they don't do this kind of shit on cnn right you don't get cnn anchors or democrats saying things as 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 unbelievably stupid as this right mm-hmm. that that no not like this no right? so so again both sides are not the same okay again both sides are not the same i don't know how many ways we can illustrate this point both sides are not the same Yeah, you know, I
2: I wanted to to jump in and add something here. Uh, Speaking of CNN, they just uh, obviously published something today uh, out of the House Oversight Committee investigating uh, COVID, right? And it turns out that, quote, the Trump administration officials, uh, Trump administration made deliberate efforts to undermine the nation's coronavirus response for political purposes, This is uh, the, uh, you know, in the latest report issued by this committee. And uh, it's amazing that that no longer shocks us. Imagine if Hillary Clinton had been president and 400,000 Americans had died in her final year in office. You think the Republicans would be like, ah, fuck, it's Chinatown. Forget it. I don't, I don't think so. I think the Republicans would be screaming their asses off continuously. It would be like one long screechy drone that oh, we would, would constantly hear in our ears. Oh, my God. It would never fucking end. And, you know, on the other side of it, we're just like, you know, what are we going to do? <laughs> it's like the Democratic response right now. And I, when I say Democratic response, I don't mean just the party establishment. I mean, to a certain extent, all of us. Like ah, uh, ah, uh, well, you know, here we go. Yeah. Here we yeah. go again. And, like and, normal, that, and that, right? you talk about uh, both sides being vastly different. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a case where maybe the Repub- Republicans had the right idea or would have had the right idea. When four people were killed in Benghazi, the Republicans never shut the fuck up about it. You know, when Hillary Clinton used an email server in her house which Mark Meadows was using a private email server to do what he was doing. You know, uh, when Hillary Clinton was doing it, it was the end of the world, basically, for the nine months leading up to the election. And uh, Donald Trump presided over the deaths of 400,000 people, which he mostly precipitated himself because he wanted to be reelected. That is a, that is a travesty of epic proportions. I mean, I was almost, a, and maybe this still applies, but I'm willing to call that genocide. In some way, that is some version of a genocide. It may not be like an ethnic cl- uh, cleansing kind of genocide. But, you know, the guy said, look, I want to be reelected, so we're not going to take these uh, measures that will screw the economy. Let's just do whatever the hell we want to do.
0: Yeah, Terrible. It's, it's a, it's a, it, it is. I, mean, I think, you know, Justin, you say this all the time, that it's a death cult. And it is a death cult. I mean, what can you, what can you say about an organization that's that cavalier about human life? You know, um, yeah. there, there's no other way of de- of describing it really. And I think that in a normal world, had Trump been, if you were, I don't know, the the head of a company, um, and you were responsible for on your watch, you were so you were so lazy, so indifferent to human suffering, uh, and so incompetent that you know, um, let's say you had a company of of uh, uh, ten thousand people. And f- I don't know. Maybe let's say five hundred people died, right, under your watch, be- and and needlessly died, right. What it was, there was no reason for them to die. Y- you'd go to jail. You'd be in prison. You'd be in prison for murder, for 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 homicide, right? There, there's, you know, the, and that exists in in law, right? Yeah, so you, no, you, that's a thing, <laughs> right. That, that's a thing. and But, you know, you get powerful enough and you have Fox News behind you and apparently you can do and say pretty much whatever you want with no consequence and then you get to moan about Democrats talking about it. As soon as the Democrat says, oh, wait a second, hold on, this is not, th- this isn't right, right? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you are liberals just whining all the time know, moaning about, you know, you're, it's a witch hunt against Donald Trump, it's a witch hunt against the, you know, the Republican Party and, oh, mm. Not really. This is just how a, a normal civilised society should operate. That, you know, if you, if you through negligence, through gross negligence if you cause people to die you pay for it. You pay a price for it. You know, at a very basic you know, at a very minimum basic minimum, if you try to overthrow the country, if you try to overthrow a democratic uh, election, right you should go to prison. Right? That, that should be just a basic but, but apparently not now. No, I mean, and the press
1: is complaining that, you know, the fact that they're they're looking at Mark Meadows with um, a contempt of Congress charge is problematic for the Democrats because it's never been done before. It's like, okay, but we've never had a violent coup attempt before either. So, you know, isn't that a bit of a more problem for Republicans than for Democrats? No, no, no. It's for Democrats. It's a problem for Democrats. Hold accountability is a problem when Democrats try to hold Republicans accountable for their crimes. That's the problem.
0: I mean, look, this is for another podcast, but I've got to say, thank God for Liz Cheney. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about this. I can't can't believe these words coming out of my mouth. I know, right? It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weird, right? Um, I talked to Kimberly um, uh, about this on her podcast this week. Mm Mm-hmm. And and both of us had a good. We just were like, I can't, we can't believe we're saying this, but yeah, Liz Cheney's doing a really good job here. Um, yeah, so Yeah, uh, we can. You know, I think that's for another. That's for you know we've done dives on this before about the the neocons and and um, but I think it's worth a, 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 an exploration of that it's very interesting about what the neocons are siding with the Democrats when it comes to Donald Trump and actually taking their civic duty, seriously. Um, yeah, it's freaky, yeah. which is weird. It's, it's
2: surprising. It's it's very, very surprising, especially given the fact that it was the same cabal of neocons that manifested people like uh, like Sarah Palin that led to Donald Trump. I mean, you can go back to the 1980s. With, or in fact, I was saying the other day on, on my interview show with Charlie Pierce that it kind of all started in 64 after Barry Goldwater was destroyed in that presidential election by LBJ. And the conservative movement really began it was like a wake-up call for them and they you know the the financial leaders of the conservative movement really started to kick in and spend some serious money building up this entire movement that has uh, culminated in donald trump and so in that respect a lot of these guys who are now anti-trump or never trumpers uh w- were part of that but you know what in the meantime I'm happy to have their help. Uh, if if anyone who's willing to fight for democracy right now, I'm, I'm I'm taking it because that is the the most important thing that is happening in politics right now. Nothing else even comes close. Obviously, there are existential things like the climate crisis and COVID that are on their own tracks, as far as I'm concerned. But politically speaking, it's all about preserving democracy. And if uh, guys like Bill Kristol, who was partly responsible for seeking out Sarah Palin going up. I mean, Rachel Maddow did a whole story one time about how, you know, he was on a carnival cruise and they stopped off in Alaska and they went and met with Sarah Palin and the first dude or whatever that guy's name was, the the husband. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, they are responsible, but we'll sort that out once we have saved democracy in the meantime let's take take, take everyone we can we, in the trenches yeah
0: I think all we, how we can get uh, um Bob who, who do you have this week for uh, for your pick well uh,
2: coincidentally this also is the topic of my piece in the banter this week and it has to do with uh, the disparity between how Donald Trump's cognitive abilities are reported and handled versus Joe Biden. And what prompted this entire uh, rant that I wrote for the banter were a couple of things. Uh, First, there was a morning consult Politico poll that was what I consider to be a push poll, pushing out the idea that, hey, you know, Joe Biden might not run in 2024. So who do you think? Who's your second choice, Democratic primary voters? Who do you think? And that sort of thing right now, what that does is that normalizes the concept. That gets people thinking, oh, uh, serious people at Politico and Morning Consult believe that there's a chance he might not run. Well, I guess I guess I agree with that. Hmm, I don't know. And so that's how ideas like this metastasize. It undercuts Joe Biden's uh, uh, what I believe inevitable reelection campaign in 24 strengthens the Republican possibility, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever. And so that was a, a horrible, horrible mistake. But it all plays into this concept that, and it's a Fox News concept, that Joe Biden is cognitively out to lunch, that he's falling apart, that he's feeble in some way because he is old. What is he, the same age? He's, I think he's the same age as Trump, or Trump is just a, a couple of years younger. It's not that big a disparity, but nevertheless, uh, the other thing that prompted this piece, speaking of Trump, was uh, Donald Trump and Bill O'Reilly are doing their Monsters of Awfulness tour. <laughs> <laughs> they're monsters of sexual assault tour. Whatever, you, whatever you want to call it, they're off uh, traveling uh, the country doing these stage shows for minimal audiences. Gratefully, very few people showing up. I think uh, at a twenty thousand capacity arena, they sold five thousand tickets, oh. uh, which is great. Nice. Uh, and that seems to be the trend. But in the first show. Uh, they were talking, I think Bill O'Reilly asked Trump about his favorite dictators that he met with during his presidency. And, well, he didn't ask the favorite favorite world leaders. I'm getting ahead of myself. Trump's response, though, was his three favorite dictators, (laughs) basically, because he said every other leader that he met with outside of Putin, Xi, and Kim Jong-un, all the rest of the leaders were all weak, and he didn't like those weak leaders. What he really means is those other leaders ran circles around me, <laughs> and I resent them. Fuck them. They're weak. That's the way Donald Trump thinks, right? Everything for him is strength and weakness. And so uh, pivoting off of that part of the conversation in which Trump you know, praises his meetings with Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping and Kim Jong-un, uh, he starts telling this story about meeting with Kim Jong-un in, uh, I believe it was Singapore, that big summit meeting that they had together. Which was on the surface a, a national security foreign policy disaster. <laughs> that, was a, a comp- that was a complete and utter disaster, what happened uh, with, that, with that, with Donald Trump reaching out to Kim Jong un. Nevertheless, uh, they were in Singapore, they were sitting across the table from each other. This is Donald Trump telling the story to Bill O'Reilly and the crowd of red hats at his first show. And he said, uh, he asked Kim Jong-un whether he knows uh, who Elton John is. You know, who is Elton John? Who do you, you ever heard of Elton John? Kim Jong-un? No, I don't know who you're talking about. And Trump continues to say, well, you know, uh, Elton John, he sang the song Rocket Man, right? And of course, the Red Hats go crazy in the crowd. Oh, oh, we recognize that. I remember when he called Kim Jong-un Rocket Man. And Trump continues to say, yes, that was my nickname for you, Kim Jong-un. My nickname for you was Rocket Man. And Kim Jong-un goes, "Uh -uh -uh. no, your nickname wasn't Rocket Man. It was Little Rocket Man. You know how Trump always says it that way. Little Rocket Man. And and, at that point, the crowd goes crazy. You know, the teeny tiny crowd of red hat supporters. And so uh, (laughs) Trump says, and this is the crazy fucking part as if meeting with Kim Jong-un without any preconditions, uh, elevating Kim Jong-un to the same diplomatic level as the United States, uh, on top of that disaster, on top of the very fact that this was taking place and it was Donald Trump sitting in a room with Kim Jong-un, and it was Donald Trump, the host of the Celebrity Apprentice, is reaching out to fucking Kim Jong-un. It's a, a nightmare of epic proportions for foreign policy in the, with the United States, and uh, especially when you're talking about nuclear proliferation. So uh, <laughs> Trump said... He reached into his pocket, and I'm not making this up. He reached into his pocket and pulled out a cassette, a cassette, a cassette tape. Those of you who are too young to remember cassettes, they preceded <laughs> compact discs. They were glitchy, and they sounded terrible, but everyone had cassettes because there were cassette decks in cars, and we had boom boxes and all the rest of it, and, uh, and Trump thinks that this is how we listen to music now. On cassettes. <laughs> Donald Trump's still living in the 1980s. Uh, and what was worse about this is not only did he pull out a cassette of Elton John's Rocket Man to give to Kim Jong un, but he's telling his crowd now that he played it. He actually took out a cassette deck and he made sure to note that it wasn't made in Korea. Womp, womp. Took out the cassette deck and in this summit meeting, played some of Elton John's Rocket Man on cassette for Kim Jong-un. What a phenomenal embarrassment. Can you imagine? And this plays into the both sides thing. Can you imagine if that had been Joe Biden with this cognitive decline meme that's going around Fox News Channel that has no basis in reality?
1: Oh, it would be 25th Amendment all over Twitter. Uh, yeah, it
2: would be, uh, oh my God, the head's exploding. You would hear them all around. And uh, <laughs> and that that is Donald Trump.
0: Totally Meanwhile, normal. You know, totally Joe awful. Biden.
2: But Let's face it. Joe Biden has been, uh, you know, sort of gaff prone as long as I can remember. I remember talking about Joe Biden when I was in high school in 1987, 1988, talking about Joe Biden and how he was an up and comer and so on, even at that point. And. And how, well, yeah, he is kind of gaff-prone, isn't he? Says a lot of things that he probably shouldn't say. And that's always been a thing. Joe Biden has always done this, plus the fact that he's got a stutter, and that's constantly mistaken for being, well, he's his cheese is sliding right off his cracker, isn't it? Well, no, no, that's not, that's. there's no evidence of that whatsoever. He just had a physical, everything's fine. But the idea is to inject that concept in the, into the brains of voters so that when they enter the voting booth, they're like, well, I guess we got to, you know, he's too old. You know, people are so, influ- so uh, impressionable that uh, they'll go along with that. And that's, that's the both sides thing. Donald Trump talking about a cassette, playing a cassette tape uh, with a, a nuclear adversary in the room, talking about the stupid, insulting nickname that he came up with. Jesus. And then Joe Biden, Joe Biden uh, says the wrong word occasionally. And that's that's the disparity that gets elevated to the same level. The normal shit, whether it's a gaffe, whether it's even a normal presidential scandal, even a, a mistake gets elevated to the same level by a lot of the mainstream press as the deeply abnormal and destructive things. You know what I mean, and that in and of itself is a colossal crisis in how the news media covers stories, specifically political or presidential stories. It's uh, it's not good, not good in the slightest, and uh, they need to stop doing that.
0: Right, right. I I mean, I've got a my my one um, today is it's not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily Republican, although increasingly, you know, he is a Republican. I would say. And it's uh we, this week it's our good buddy Joe Rogan, mm. right? So Joe Rogan has uh taken it upon himself to play nation's doctor, um with his with his background in stand up comedy and um, taekwondo. Um, Makes perfect sense. Yeah, obviously, obviously he he's the he's the person we need to be listening to when it comes to how to a treat COVID and b uh, create public health policy. So, you know, um, Rogan has encouraged people to take ivermectin. Um, He's encouraged people not to get vaccinated. Uh, He's hosted a number of anti-vax propagandists on his show and continues uh, to invite people who have no, who are basically discredited, completely discredited people. So uh, this past week on his show, he he um, brought on a, a guy called Dr. Peter McCullough, and and Peter McCullough who has be- spread on the show spread a number of um, disprovable myths about about uh, COVID nineteen. So uh, and this guy's a he's a you know, Tucker Carlson loves him. So obviously this is a, a warning sign. If you're invited on, if Tucker Carlson likes you. Uh, it, there's a good chance that you're completely full of shit. So, of course, um, you know, it, it, McCullough came on the show and he said that, you know, the Gates Foundation was uh, involved in, uh, you know, creating the, the, potentially creating the COVID in a lab. Um, he said, here we go. He claimed that the Gates Foundation, the major pharma companies, including Moderna and the lab in Wuhan, where some have argued the virus originated, had together predicted the pandemic and were working on a response to it long before the virus was discovered. Basically hinting at the idea that it was created in a lab and they already had the, um, the cure, right? So, hmm. you know, fanning the, the flames of all this conspiracy nonsense... And the fact is, we just don't know. We don't know where COVID came from, and it's going to be impossible to know where it came from. Like you know, there are just there are competing theories that, and that's as as best we're going to get, right? About whether and and mm-hmm. Joe Rogan is not qualified. Well, they, they still to want even it to talk about that any it was, of this stuff? They
1: still want it to be true that it's fake, not fake that it was uh, made in a the lab. They still want that to be true because somehow that changes something it makes it china's fault and therefore i don't know they can blame somebody so therefore right. they can just do stuff and yell and Definitely. i don't know it doesn't really change anything yeah i mean yeah sure at that point it it's china's anything. fault but so what <laughs> yeah it doesn't it seems like the whole anything, point though.
2: of that is to yeah seems like the whole point of it is to defer blame from Donald Trump. I thought that was the origin of Wuhan lab versus wet market versus Fauci versus yada, yada, insert conspiracy theory here. This is all to say, well, you know, don't look over here at Donald Trump, who was uh, criminally negligent in his handling of COVID from the second he first heard about it on through liberate Michigan and liberate Ohio. Uh, and and then all points pa- past that, uh, this is to exonerate Donald Trump at least in a uh, kind of whisper campaign sort of way, if not officially. So that's that's I think that's the sinister that's nature yeah. of these conspiracy theories about Fauci and the and the lab and all that shit. It's just like ah, don't don't uh, look uh, look over here at this shiny object. Don't look at Donald Trump because he's the one who's really to
0: blame. Right, 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 right. And and you get these, you know, you're going to find planet earth you're going to find doctors who think who have crazy theories right people who have legit backgrounds in, in in medical science and you know medicine or science or and they're gonna say crazy things and you know for the most part um none of these people have 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 peer-reviewed um studies to their names at all right um and they're, they're kind of lone wolves who have big youtube uh, channels or Twitter followings and they're some of them are selling their own products or selling their own supplements as cures um, for COVID or whatever it is, right? Um, they're, they're, you know, it's always good, you can always go after big pharma, right? But you never, like, the uh, wellness influencers and the, and the scientists turned uh, supplement peddlers, um, their financial motivations are never really examined, particularly by the right-wing media. Um, so, you know, this no of course not right it's and, all and, it's all a grift right 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 and and i think you just what okay so the reason why i chose this this week right there's this guy peter mccullough who who is spreading disinformation basically um is that you don't see this kind of thing on in kind of left-wing media outlets or what are described as left-wing media outlets now right I think there's a degree of um, self-awareness, right, that they're not going to play politics or play expert um, on something as serious as this, right, something as serious as a pandemic. And it's always the right-wing bros who and the libertarians um, who seem to think that they know more than everybody else does that they're experts in something they've never studied they've never they have no absolutely no background in whatsoever um and i it seems to me that it's just another example of um you know this complete uh, asymmetry in our media in, in our media system at the moment um mm-hmm. where you get right-wing people like joe rogan who can say whatever the fuck he wants and the and the republicans lap it up i mean donald trump jr's uh been tweeting about Joe Rogan's, so, you know, Joe Rogan is more trusted than Dr. Fauci and, um, you know, things like this. Right. And uh, basically Joe Rogan is now, he's like the go-to source of information for Republicans. Right. If you want to know about COVID, you go and check out Joe Rogan. What does Joe Rogan have to say about it?
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a rejection it's, of, it's rejection of experts, right? It's it, right. their whole thing. It's like, if you're an expert, they have to reject you. Because you're the bad guy, because you're smart and you've studied, and that means you're one of the elite nerd snob, blah, blah, blah. And that means you cannot be trusted. Everything right. you say has to be ignored because if Republicans trusted experts, everything that they do would be wrong. So they have, they, they've trained their entire base to reject all expertise. All right. of it, everything gets rejected. And they have to replace it with something, so it might as well be people like Joe Rogan who are going to amplify the message that they want.
2: You yeah. know, getting your getting your COVID advice from Joe Rogan is like getting your relationship advice from Harvey Weinstein. It's just like, what the, <laughs> f- what the hell are you thinking?
0: What do you right, right? I mean, this is a guy who pumps himself full of human growth hormone, yeah. um, and and and. and unproven supplements supplements that haven't gone most of which have not gone through any approval whatsoever there's no fda approval of anything that joe rogan is responsible for selling right he sold his company just everybody out there he sold his company or the company that he part owned on it to a giant pharmaceutical company right so you've got these these they're in it for money right they have their own financial incentives i'm not saying joe rogan is 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 completely corrupt, right? I mean, he's, you know, I've met Joe not Rogan.
1: Completely.
0: Not completely. I've met Joe Rogan. He follows me on Twitter. We've had some interactions over the past. I don't hate the guy. Uh, but he has his own set of financial incentives, right, that he may or may not be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not necessarily, he does not have your best interests at heart. He has his own best interests at heart. Right, and I'm just everybody attacking the CDC and public health officials and Dr. Fauci. So, do you understand how hard this stuff is? How hard science is? How hard it is, particularly to have the, the right response during a pandemic? I've got I've got a lot of sympathy for you know most governments around the world who have tried to deal with you know it's it's an almost an unprecedented event right to deal with a with a with a global pan, with a pandemic in modern society when when there are 8 billion humans this is monumentally difficult right and, and everything's
1: everything so interconnected there's so much international travel
0: right it's yes and there are people who have made terrible terrible mistakes but for the most part i think that you know the the, the, the cdc um, and most um, most government officials have tr- have tried to do the right thing here right um and i think that you know that this constant effort to undermine this by people who haven't run anything like joe rogan has a podcast right that's it you 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 run a podcast my friend like you don't do anything else you don't run a company you don't run an organisation uh, you're not responsible for anybody's lives you're responsible for public health just take a step back you don't know which doctors to even talk to about this right it's not like, oh well, this guy has, says this. You know, he's got. You're not qualified to know whether this guy's qualified,
2: right? The thing, the thing that is constantly missed on that show. And you know what? I, I'm I'm glad you said what you said, Ben, about uh, about knowing Joe Rogan because he was one of my first kind of internet friends uh, when I first started w- uh, my animation studio back in 1998 or whatever it was, and uh, he and I connected and and developed a friendship. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons why all of this crapola is so disappointing. But mm. one thing they miss on that show is everything that Rogan and his guests talk about have to do with individuals protecting themselves uh, with some sort of snake oil uh, from COVID. What they miss on that show constantly is the societal aspect of COVID, which I think has fallen by the wayside in terms of how we perceive this pandemic, that it's not just about me. It's not just about the person I live with or the person next door or immediate little community or friends and family. It's about society and 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 make and making it to the point where we're no longer concerned as a society with COVID. Um, where the, one of the many things they miss on, on that show and other shows like Tucker Carlson is, yeah, you'll go out and you'll get COVID and it may be the Omicron variant and you may be okay coming out of that. But how many people did you infect? How many lives did you change? Whether it's through hospitalization, whether it's through death, whether it's through just mild illness and having to miss, uh, you know, five days of work when you need your fucking paycheck over the holidays. Mm. These are things that are not considered anymore and which should be because they're just as vital as anything else. If you're only thinking about, hey, look, I'm going to I'm going to take Ivermectin. I'm going to do, you know, the JRE protocol, as it's being called you're missing the entire fucking point. Greg Gutfeld talking on uh, on The the Five or whatever the fuck that show is about how, oh, yeah, this Omicron variant is great for us because natural immunity, this will be perfect. Yeah, but who are you going to infect in the process? And how are their lives going to change because you infected them? It may just be one hop, maybe someone you know, maybe someone they know or someone they know after that. It's not as cut and dry as me, 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 me. Not in a pandemic, not with a communicable disease. And that uh-huh. is what's constantly being missed by these shows. And it is so frustrating. and so aggravating. That's one of the reasons why we're still in these b- gigantic waves. Like, uh, hey, I don't know, you know Bob. We're going to be fine, but we're not going to be fine.
1: Sounds like something a card-carrying
0: communist would say.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh,
0: shit. I mean, look, this, this, this is this is why, yeah, no, very well said, Bob. I, I concur completely. I mean, this is one of the reasons why every now and then I post on Twitter um, a public statement, or, uh, basically asking anti-vaxxers to thank thank the vaccinated. Yeah, right. It's like okay, you can thank you can thank us now rather than complain. You can say thank you because the reason that some of your um, the, the reason that you're able to go out, you're able to go to restaurants, your kids are able to go to school, is because the rest of us got fucking vaccinated, and you mm-hmm. didn't, right? And it's like a like a friend of mine who won't get vaccinated. I I mean, I said to him, I'm like, why why do I have to get vaccinated and you don't? Why why is that? Like, you think I want to get vaccinated? I don't yeah. want to get vaccinated. I don't want to take. I don't want uh, to to uh, get sick for for two or three days, um, you know. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it because it's good for the rest of society and I have an obligation to be responsible There are people who, who are dependent on me. So, you know, why don't you just say thank you rather than claim that you're, you know, more intelligent or more informed or, you know, taking care of your own health. Just say, thank you. I risk my own. I took some risk myself so that you, you don't have to mm-hmm. just please say that at the very least, at the very, very least you can, you can, you can say thanks to us, but you know, sadly you know you're right we live in this society where you've got the right wing you know right wing kind of media which is now has this this is kind of intersection with the new age wellness trend um that is it's basically incredibly selfish like joe rogan is like the perfect intersection of new age bullshit and right-wing libertarian kind of mythology Uh, so you know he's got both Where it's this you know it's the cult of the individual and the individual is is uh and the rest of society can go fuck itself. Um, you know, and um yeah, no, I it's it, it's personally disappointing for me as well, because I've always mm-hmm. liked Joe Rogan and I've listened to yeah. his podcast for many years and you know have I would say we're we're certainly not friends, but we've had friendly interactions. Uh and I've met him I've met him in in person and he was, you know absolutely very friendly.
2: That's the crazy thing about Joe uh Ben is because sometimes he sounds reasonable, and you know he's got a, a decent personality. I mean, he's not a raving a hole. He's not a no. dickhead like what you see most of AM talk radio, for example. He's he comes off as a a decent guy who's just curious about shit. He's yeah. like Larry, he's like Larry King, but with marijuana. Right. <laughs> <Like> if Larry <laughs> King smoked pot and was on HGH, then that, that'd be uh that'd be Joe Rogan. And so right. in that sense, he lulls people into a false sense of security, I think. And uh, it's either, yeah. you know, crazy like a fox or extremely damaging.
0: Right. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's not like um, he, he sort of seems to be aware that he's not qualified. He says, like, I'm a dummy. I, you know, don't get you yeah. take your health advice from me. Yeah. Like, okay. If you're that aware, just stop doing it, man. Just stop doing it. Just shut mm-hmm. up. Just don't. Why don't you just not talk about. Covid on your show yeah why don't you just avoid the topic given the fact that you could be responsible for people for people's lives i mean he is you could i definitely i think you could you could easily figure out a way to find out how many people have died because of joe rogan's disinformation right it's like just why don't you just not i'm not saying that he didn't intentionally mean to hurt anybody but it's like you are so just shut up just stop talking about it you know I don't see you doing podcasts about, you know, Ebola or um, measles or measles, mumps, rubella or any of the other uh, or polio. Right. You're not interested in any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not qualified to talk about any of that stuff. So, you know, why don't you just do this, extend the public the same courtesy with uh, when it comes to COVID. Right. You don't know enough. Um, Anyway, so. We can. We're moving on to the next uh, <laughs> next section. We're just going to chat a little bit about the the what we've published this week. Um, Justin, uh, we're going to talk about your uh, excellent piece this week. Um, I think you wanted to talk about this <laughs> first because it's a downer.
1: It's... Yeah, we, we want we want to we want to end this uh, year on an up note. So let's start with me because I'm definitely not an up note. <laughs> um, all right, so. Um I I'm still really kind of freaked out about the the Supreme Court getting ready to end Roe v Wade. Um and, and I've been kind of screaming about this for a while now. Um even before they had full control of the Supreme Court. Um and the problem is it's that it's not going to end with abortion. It's just beginning with abortion. And after abortion, they're going to move on to contraception because that was what they started with. Uh, and The reason they moved to abortion, the, re- the reason the right moved to abortion, because it was easier. It's easier to say we're saving the babies than saying to the public, we want to ban a woman's right to control her reproductive freedoms, to re- her reproductive cycle. That's a much heavier lift. Uh, And abortion is a much, much easier sell to the public. It's much easier to convince people that saving babies is a moral right, is a moral cause. But now that they have it, they're going to move right on to contraception. And they've been talking about it for years. Rick Santorum, when he was running in 2012, was talking about how we need to ban birth control pills and other forms of birth control because, you know, it's wrong. Uh, and he was not a joke candidate. He wasn't some minor nobody. He was quite popular in the party. Uh, You know, he obviously didn't become the the candidate in 2012, but he wasn't a nobody. Um, and after you know, now that we have these, uh, you know, these these radicals on the Supreme Court, they've made it very clear that they do not care about precedent. And they're going to be more than happy to start undoing all of the culture war losses of the last 50 years. Um, And people don't really understand this, but there's a lot that is not in the Constitution that we take for granted. There is no right to privacy in the Constitution. Uh, That is made up. That is like the intersection of several other rights. Uh, there's the right to, um, the, the, sorry, there's uh, you can't be searched or seized by the government. Um, you have an equal right. You have a right to equal protection under the law. The government cannot arbitrarily deprive you of your life, liberty, or property. These that intersection of those different rights is what the Supreme Court originally said gives us a right to privacy which is how they eventually decided that women had the right to buy uh, contraception, right? Because that used to be illegal. Um, It's how they decided that uh, anal sex, right? Because, I mean, granted, it was technically for gay sex, but, you know, regular couples do this too. But anal sex and oral sex... Used to be illegal because people, you know certain type of people didn't like it, so it was illegal. Those became legal because of the government has no business being in your bedroom. Um, sex between consenting same-sex couples, uh, you know, homosexuality used to be illegal. It became legal because it's not the government's business, right? That's the right to privacy, but that's not actually in the Constitution. And now that they're starting to undo these things, and they will, because these are culture war issues. And the right is very, very petty and very, very vengeful. And they're going to want to hurt us. And they're going to take that time and they're going to take all of that hate and they're going to use it because they can. There's nothing to stop them now. So they're going to go after. Uh legalized homosexuality, they're gonna go after marriage equality because they're still mad about that, right? They never let these things go. They've been fighting against abortion for fifty years at this point. They're never they never let these fights go. And it's just a matter of time until they find an excuse. It's all. It's going to be about states' rights, but what it means is, in Republican states, they're going to start outlawing these things because they can, and because it hurts people, and because that's what the Republican Party is all about It's just hurting people that they hate. And, I and think, there's an awful lot of hate.
0: Justin, one of the also one of the things about your, your piece is that um, they they are right. They it's already happening. They're already doing this. Right. I mean, th- th- this is. What I think is so kind of terrifying is that you know, you're, you're talking about this dystopian future, but that dystopian future is here. It's happening already, you know? It, um, there are
1: places where they're banning birth control because they have an excuse The fricking Hobby Lobby won't let um, their female employees use certain types of birth control because they say they feel they believe quote unquote, that they act as, um, a, as an abortion. I can't say the word pr- properly, but that the, these these type of birth controls cause abortions. Mm. They don't. There's no science to support it. But since they feel that it does, it does. The Supreme Court said, well, they feel that it does. It's their deeply re- held religious beliefs. Therefore, they get to not offer it to their uh, employees. So if a Republican controlled state says, well, we believe birth control pills cause abortions. No, we don't have any science to back it up but we're going to ban it anyway because it's our deeply held religious belief that's the end of that
2: what a tragedy
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's like you know we we are moving into this you think that things are going to get are getting better right over time that that we make progress over time um but that's not really i don't know well, it doesn't seem to it does, that's not really what's happening now this is why i think the voting rights act is so it's so important that it's such a desperate time now uh, that the Democrats. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, whether they need to blackmail Joe Manchin and Kurtin Cinema, mm. or what they do, if they should care. threaten to sink his yacht. That might do it. I don't. I don't know how they do it. Like you know, do they have any? It's like where's the, they? They don't seem to have any leverage at the moment. Um, you know, so I don't know what what we can do. Other than, you know, any means necessary, I say, is to get cinema and, and mansion on board with, with the voting rights that because this is going to continue. This trend is going to continue.
2: Yeah. And look, it's going to turn into the downfall of uh, civilization here, at least, because you've got to look at prior examples throughout history. Uh, in the early days of Islam, for example, they were at the vanguard of math and science and culture and so on. And then the religious fundamentalists took over and it was, you know, what we see today as a consequence of that. And it's
1: just, it became the dark ages for them.
2: Exactly fucking right. And so uh, we're headed in that same direction. And I hope that we will have the good sense to pull up before we crash into the ground. But, um, you know, when it comes to uh, containing this movement toward religious theocracy or this blanket across the board notion that you can circumvent laws and rules of society because you have some sort of, and and in many cases, they're petty or false uh, 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 examples of uh, religious liberty that they're citing here. It's not legitimate. It's not a legitimate thing uh, mm. to say that, uh, you know, aborted fetuses are in the Pfizer vaccine or anything like that. You can't, It's not based in fact, but it seems like the Supreme Court is increasingly willing to say, well, if you believe it to be true, like uh, Justin's example with Hobby Lobby, if you believe that it causes abortion, then these pills do, in in fact, cause abortion, (laughs) even though they do not. They're not. I think the word you were looking for, Justin, was abortifacient. That's the uh, one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the legislation, the Affordable Care Act legislation, Uh, you know, mandates, or at least used to mandate uh, free coverage for morning after pills that did not cause abortion because of the Hyde Amendment. They couldn't pass that as part of the Affordable Care Act. So it's just the morning after pills that prevent fertilization. Fertilization in the first place, uh, before there's ever an embryo or whatever, or a zygote. Um, And that's the reality of that uh medication but then the supreme court said well you know if hobby lobby believes that it causes abortion uh, then they don't have to cover it they don't have to pay for that coverage so consequently uh all the reproductive age women who uh need morning after pills uh who happen to work at Hobby lobby have to pay for it out of pocket i guess i don't know how that it works exactly but certainly it's not covered in that uh insurance policy so uh, just uh, just another thing that is just just you have to scratch your head and and be confounded at the the dumbness of it and where all that's going to lead,
0: right? And it's it's a dumbness that we're almost powerless to to, to to stop at the moment. I mean, it does seem like you know, and I don't subscribe to this idea that we have you know we have to blame Biden and the Democrats for for, for all of this stuff, right? I mean, this is I think you're seeing this on the far left as well. Uh, the far left loves to blame you know I. I um, Jink Uger or buddy Jenk Uger has been tweeting this week about how useless the Democrats are and you know how uh, Joe Biden you know the fact that they haven't got everything they want in the st- in the, 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 the you know Biden's um stimulus package or his um infrastructure bill is is a sign of how bad Democrats are it's like eh, there's a political reality right you know it's like voting rights for example this is not Joe Biden's fault that that this that this is being stalled this is joe manchin right and this is the republicans fault as well i mean Repo- it's almost a given that no Republicans is going to vote for any of this stuff right yeah yeah but, but th- so they're off the hook you know mm. it's like mm, i don't think so i i'm i listen i really despise joe manchin but it's nothing compared to what, how i feel about the republican party in oh, every, yeah, every yeah. single member of the senate right like yeah joe manchin joe manchin is a dick um, but I would say the Republican Party, every, you know, th- they are spineless traitors. I would say, you know, mm-hmm. and that's me. Being, that's me being generous. Um, yeah, their whole thing with up. Trump yeah. is
2: they're afraid. They're afraid of Trump's fanboys. That's what they're oh, afraid right. of. They're afraid of Trump's fanboys and what Trump might say to them, say about them at his yeah. next uh, rally. They don't give a shit about what Donald Trump has to say unless it's about them, and that's what they want to desperately avoid. I
1: I would like to point out really quick that the people on the left that are screaming about, um, you know, Joe Biden and this and the other Supreme Court are the same people that in 2016 said, I'm not going to vote my fear. I don't care about the Supreme Court. Fuck Hillary. Mm -hmm. All those people can eat a bag of dicks as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't have, I have no tolerance for anything they have to say on the matter. They fucked it all up. Now they can just go fuck off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, look, let's, um, on a positive note so i actually the the last part of of this is is a um it kind of part includes my piece and bob's piece which we we kind of discussed the same yeah yeah kind of thing um and we we did not coordinate this week on our articles at all we wrote, <laughs> we wrote them independently uh, there was no conspiracy there's no deep state here at the banter um <laughs> Um, we we independently we're kind of seeing the same thing, Bob. What, what I think you know manifests itself um, when it comes to this the political horse race, this endless obsession with the horse race of politics. And these, uh, you know, my piece this this um, this week was about. Um, I I don't think Donald Trump is going to run in twenty twenty four. Right, um, I'm not saying he won't. Um, he, he he may well do. Um, but I think there, there there are reasons why he won't. There are there are good reasons why he why he why he might not run. Oh, we should and, only be so lucky. <laughs> I'm not making a prediction here. I'm I I, I want to just be clear about this. I'm not saying that he uh, he isn't. You know, he's definitely not going to run. But there are there's another side to this, right? Um, that that I think a lot of people are overlooking um, about Donald Trump, and I wrote about it this week. That basically he he is a coward, right? Trump is a coward, and he got beat by Joe Biden. And somewhere deep down, he knows he was beaten, right? He knows he was beaten, and I think badly, badly, badly beaten, badly beaten, right? And and tried to he tried to steal it before the election. He tried to steal it after the election. Um, and I think the appetite for this, uh, you know, there are going to be people are going are going to be more discerning the next time around hopefully um, and he because he has such a fragile ego, i don't i think that that may be too much for him to 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 handle, right and you know he's gonna be seventy eight i think or seventy seven I think when twenty twenty four comes around um and I think that a lot of people are making a lot of money right now running these horse race simulations that Trump is gonna run and what does Trump versus Biden look like? what does trump versus Buttigieg look like? What does Trump versus Kamala Harris look like? They're running through these simulations. I, I guess my point is that, look, take all of this with a with a, you know, a grain of salt. Like, it's not we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Yes, he could well run. It would make sense that he would run, given his popularity within the Republican Party and his monumental ego. But there's a lot of noise in the media. There's a lot of bullshit in the media and people the media makes stands to make a lot of money, you know, Running these these meaningless simulations, right? And the big bonanza as well is um, is, is speculating on whether Joe Biden is going to run or not, right? And like Bob's piece, you know, he's going to. I'm not again. Like, he's going to run again. Of course, he's going to fucking run again, right? It, it, he's not got, just because um, you know he being Biden, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going <laughs> to run again. You know, it's it's um, why why would he not? He and said then if, the, if the
2: incumbent running. rule is true, he's gonna. There's a good chance he's gonna win. Yeah, which is why I think they're trying to undercut that, uh, relating back to what I wrote. Yeah,
1: right. Well, and yeah, because they want they want a horse race, and if it's obvious yeah. that Trump's gonna. I mean, look what they did with Obama and um, Romney in 2012. They swore up until the last second that Romney was so close. He was so good. Oh my god, it was so close. And it was just like, bitch, please. He lost like three weeks ago. <laughs> Who are you kidding? But they had to keep that horse race
0: going. They, they have, they love the horse race. They want, they want the horse race. And, and this is, it drives me crazy. It's like they, they are saying that Trump's, Trump is going to run and he's going to kick Biden's ass. It's like, first of all, we're in 2021. You don't fucking know what the political reality is going to be like in 2024. You have no idea. Right. He hasn't said he's going to run. Right. Um, you know, all this stuff about, you know, Kamala Harris is going to take over and, and she's going to be, she's going to run, uh, which is part of the witch hunt. Skin. I've got another theory about this is the witch hunt against Kamala Harris. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. They don't like her at all.
0: Yeah. They hate a black woman spending her own money and all that kind of stuff. Well, Sajid Noir. <laughs> right. Terrible. Um, so I get yeah. So my, my point was, look, it, 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 there is another theory that Trump won't run and that's perfect. And I think that that's equally as likely. And my and my my theory is that, and this is what Mary Trump has said as well, um, his his niece and Bob, your, your friend. She said she she thinks that, or she has said this, that she thinks that he's not going to do it. Right? It, it's he, he can make he can make more money lying about it, playing the victim, and and convincing everybody to give him money for whatever harebrained scheme he's got, and then he can say, "No, I'm not going to do it. I've got you know, I'm not going to do it in 2024." because I've got, you know, the, the deep state or it's unfair, the system's unfair, and he can continue making a nice grift, you know, um, lying to his supporters about, about you know, how unfair the, the entire system is. I just think he doesn't want to put himself in, in a position to lose again like that, because that was, I think it was a very, very, very severe blow to his psyche. Um, you know, and, and like Bob, you know, I... I just, it drives me insane. The media drives me yeah. insane with this yeah. stuff. It drives me absolutely crazy. You know, nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, anybody claiming that they know exactly who's going to run. And you know, it reminds me, I wrote about this in my piece about that that little weasel, um, Dick Morris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Remember Dick Morris, the Clinton, <laughs> he was a Clinton, um, now he's a Trump guy, I think. But um, he wrote this book called Condi versus Hillary which is perhaps the worst prediction, one of the worst <laughs> predictions. In, in 2005, he predicted Condoleezza Rice was going to run against Hillary Clinton. Of course, that didn't happen. Um I mean, anybody with half a brain could have seen that, right? I mean, how many black women get to positions of power within the Republican Party? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yet and he still keeps getting
1: invited back onto shows.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You could just keep, you can, again, the media, the political media in in America is, is another place where you can keep failing upwards. Yeah. You can, you can make as many dumb predictions as you want. Right. And some, and you're going to get, as long as you say it with conviction and with confidence, you'll, you'll keep coming. You'll, you'll get, you'll, you'll get yourself a TV show. You'll get paid. Somebody somewhere will Mm -hmm. pay you. So someone please, will always throw money at you. Someone will always throw money at you, right. So Jesus. anyway, I guess, so look, there's no, I I think people terrified about 2024. We should prepare as if Trump is going to run, right? Right. Like I think that that's, you obviously need to prepare for the worst, but there's a good, I think there's a good chance that he won't. Um, so there's no point in freaking out about it just yet. Yeah, right. Uh, and on that note, I think I'd like to leave it there. On that positive, happy note, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah, we can. Woo-hoo! We can. We, <laughs> we can basically uh, just go to enjoy your Christmas in the new year. With that in mind, that Trump may not may not run, and it's right, going to yes. be some be
1: too much of a chicken shit. Yeah. Merry
0: <laughs> <much>, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have Ron DeSantis, who can barely, you know, eat, as you said uh well, i think it was that he barely won in florida yeah, um, yeah. so you know yeah it, it's worth while well, yes yeah, be prepared be safe um prepare that for trump running again but the world hasn't ended just yet
2: and let's hope we're not having the same conversation a year from now
0: <laughs> yes, hope that Donald
2: trump has been indicted and yeah. therefore will not bother to run for uh, uh president again uh, in the meantime, because a year from now, we're going to have this show, uh, you know, right around, uh, Christmas time. And uh, unless something happens, we're going to have the same conversation.
0: Well, right. I'm Just hoping it's the part where he's fled the country to Russia. Right. Yeah. Maybe he hasn't had his booster. Maybe he gets. Another <laughs> I mean, sorry. Hey, he
1: tried to kill Joe Biden.
0: So it would only be fitting yeah. if he finally yeah. did yeah. himself yeah. in comic. Um, all right, guys. Uh, again um i will you know rest up have a good vacation everybody um, yeah thank you man uh thank you so much for listening um for checking tuning in uh each week to the banter roundtable we really appreciate it uh follow us all on twitter you can follow me at at the daily banter um you can bob at bob seska underscore underscore go um yeah got that right yeah,
2: that's it. It's just a dumb dumb handle, yeah. Um, and, and,
0: and, Justin, and at Justin D. Rosario, follow us on, on Twitter, and um, you can get a three-month free trial on The Banter. You can get a membership, so you can check out all our members-only content for free. And yeah, we will see you next year. <laughs> Woohoo! Take care, right. everybody.